0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today I chat with Jenny from Yarra Valley Pop-Up Weddings, an all-in-one service that currently offers nine packages to cater to every taste and budget. By taking all the stress out of planning and coordinating your wedding, all you have to do is invite your people, get glammed up and show up. Well hi Jenny, thank you so much for joining us on the Effortless Weddings podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm great, and thanks so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to speaking about it.
0: Yeah, you're more than welcome. I think that uh, your particular business is something that a lot of couples are going to be really interested in over the next year or two. Um, So you run Yarra Valley Pop-Up Weddings, is that correct?
1: Yes, I do, yeah. I own and operate it, but it's a family business, so.
0: Beautiful. So everyone's involved?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. For those of our listeners that don't know, what is a pop-up wedding?
1: Well, a lot of people haven't heard of a pop-up wedding, which kind of surprised me. But what it is, it's, um, I guess it's kind of like an elopement and kind of like a registry wedding, except it's a more of an upmarket thing. So with a pop-up wedding, I um, provide everything you need, all the set up, the celebrant, um, music, the cake, the alcohol, the food. Virtually everything in there. There really isn't another business quite like it because even though it's a pop up wedding, you virtually just turn up dressed. We supply the flowers and everything, but it's a really upmarket event, like it's a beautiful event. We use uh, vintage china and um, antique champagne glasses. So it's all really very nice. Yeah.
0: And is it always at the same place or do you go to various locations? No,
1: I've got five different venues. So I a lot of venues contact me and sometimes I, if I really like one, I'll contact them. And each one is different to the other. So they're all unique and they're all diverse and uh, they start at a lower price and they, some of them are higher. We've got about nine different packages. So starting at under 3,000 and then on, onwards from that.
0: And so does this include all different times of day as well? So can people have lunchtime weddings or Saturday nights or are there any restrictions on that?
1: Yeah. No, what's sort of a bit different about my business is uh, other pop-up weddings might um, run, try and run two, three, four or five weddings through a venue in one day, whereas I'll only have one wedding on one day. And because I have all different venues, you can pick your own location and you can pick your own time. Obviously, if it's booked, you can't have it, but if it's not booked, then you can. So it could be a weekday, morning, night, afternoon, whatever you want.
0: Okay, and obviously you would then change the catering and the decorations and all that sort of stuff to suit the time of day as well?
1: Yeah, the, to suit the time of day and also the venue. Each venue's got sort of a bit of a different theme, but even though, uh, even though c- couples still can have some input into what is happening as well. So it's not all, I mean, they don't have to. Most of them don't want to. That's why they're having a pop-up wedding. They just want to turn up. And obviously when I show people through a venue, I have photos of what it looks like when it's done up as well so that they know. And obviously there's lots of photos on my website and my Facebook page. So they've got already got a vibe of what I'm going to do for them. And most of them, that's why they're there in the first place.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they've already found you and they're looking for this kind of concept and so do most couples want to go have a look at the venues before they make a decision? Or like you said, do most couples just sort of say to you, here's a little bit of information about what we're looking for, and then can you just take care of it for us?
1: Sometimes that happens. I've had people book from overseas. I've had um, from Spain, Tasmania, New Zealand. Tasmania is an overseas, sorry, but it's across the water. Um, interstate as well. So they've booked side on scene I've actually booked four or five weddings during COVID site-on-scene. Wow. But usually people want to see the venue.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: and I don't blame them I would want to see the venue too usually. Yeah.
0: yeah. does each venue have like a different cap for numbers as well like you know if you're having 10 guests yes. versus a hundred yes. guests, is that possible that you can cater for a whole range of guest numbers as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can I've had weddings up to 180. Okay, yes. that's,
0: that's still pretty big.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, it is pretty big. But the average is around about 50. Okay, yeah. 50, and And um, I've got one new venue where we'll only allow 20. So, you know, there's all different. Yeah, different venues have different caps. Depends on the parking, the venue, and or, or a whole lot of other reasons. But,
0: Yeah. yeah you can generally cater to pretty much everything though i don't know a lot of people that have many more than 180 guests so i think you would no. be taking care of the masses
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah there's not many and if they, if they are i most of those people want to go to a you know a big reception place usually like it's yeah. odd to have me in a pop up wedding
0: Yeah. Okay. Now tell me, Jenny, why have a pop-up wedding? So the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously to reduce stress. So for those couples who don't want to spend a year and a half planning a wedding and for it to consume their everyday life, it, other than that, can you tell me why you might want to pursue a pop-up wedding?
1: Well, that's one really good reason, but the next good reason is it's, it's a whole lot cheaper. So yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, so I've found that some couples have gotten married that didn't were reluctant to get married because they didn't want to spend the money to do so. But then they've sort of found me and had what they think is a beautiful. Well, it is a beautiful wedding um, for a, a fraction of the cost, so they can still buy the car or have the house deposit or go on a holiday rather than spend all that money on one day. So I think that's the main reason is uh, the price and once they come out to the venues and they understand what's going on they realize not only is it you know a good price it's also a really really nice beautiful wedding as well
0: yeah i mean because i guess most people who are having sort of the average guest numbers of 80 to 100 guests are probably spending anywhere between sort of 35 and fifty thousand dollars is probably the average cost of a wedding these days so you can cater for 80 to 100 guests, 50 to 50 to 180 guests, and it would be a fraction of that cost. So that's really good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 20% sort of roughly, yeah. Okay. 10 to 20% of yeah, and a different a different price. Um, one of my like some packages start with like a minimum of 50 guests. It doesn't mean you have to have 50, but you. They're my food truck weddings. I have food truck weddings. Yeah. Yeah. So my food trucks won't come out unless you've got. 50 guests so the packages start that way and they're under 10,000 and that's a fully inclusive wedding and they go for five hours.
0: Wow that's amazing.
1: Yeah it is it's a really good value and everything is supplied except alcohol that's a bring your own ones. A food, our food pack weddings. some of them not all of them are bring your own.
0: Okay so there's some yeah. some packages you have where the alcohol is supplied and somewhere it's not.
1: They nearly all are, except for the food truck weddings. I've got two five-hour weddings and they're bring your own. Yeah. that keeps the cost down for them as well.
0: Yeah. So I guess I want to cover a little bit about the personalisation. I imagine that a lot of the couples coming to you, they're not overly fussed with a lot of the personalisation. Would that be correct to assume?
1: At the end of the day, it's a pop-up wedding and we've already got everything organised for that venue. So they've got to, got to trust in what we do.
0: And work within those limitations, I guess. Yeah, but
1: of course we can make, you know, different arrangements as well. But, uh yeah, but most venues, because they know what it looks like anyway. So I think it's just, particularly during COVID, a lot of people have probably really been thinking about it because a lot of them would have already been married and now they're getting married next year so that sucks for them
0: yeah. yeah so when you've got more time to think about it and more time to look mm. up pinterest ideas or instagram yeah, ideas yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah well they might look at all my well they'll usually actually look at my photos and say oh i like that from this package can i have that in that one i go well you can but they want actually look really good there because you know for this reason or that reason, and yeah, but as long as we just communicate with each other, it's it all works out in the end, yeah. And it, and I enjoy speaking to them. It's good building up a relationship with them. The more you talk, the more you do. So
0: yeah, the more you can yeah give them the the wedding they're looking for, and the more they can trust in you to do that if you're communicating.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, and I'm happy to answer a million questions if somebody's got a million questions. It's not a problem ever.
0: Yeah, of course. With that personalisation, I guess I'll start with the ceremony because coming from the celebrant perspective, um, as you would be aware, there's that minimum one month notice period um, that has to be done. And obviously, they'll have to work with the celebrant to do some legal documentation. Other than that, is the ceremony pretty much a pre-written ceremony or is there some personalisation that goes into that?
1: I'm actually a celebrant myself as well, ah. so I actually are a celebrant at some of my venues, and that's how I can keep the price down. But I also do—I do have really awesome celebrants that I work with, and what what happens is when someone books, I send them an information pack, and in that is all the legal paperwork and everything that they, you know, all the ID documents and everything they need and the norm and everything, and um then they're, you know, allocated a celebrant and then they work together. And yeah, there is, it's not just a, you know, pick a poem. It's a, it is a personalized ceremony. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So you said there's a celebrant, sorry, I stumbled over that one. You said there was a celebrant <laughs> allocated to the couple. So do you sort of go, okay. I
1: couple... um, well, because I've got myself and then I've got three other celebrants, i I can kind of get a vibe of which one would be better, you know, which one they're suited to, I guess. So yeah, yeah,
0: that's sort of where I was going. It like was that what yeah. you meant that you kind of go, okay, I think yeah. this celebrant's the better fit for that couple, and yeah. yeah. So then going on from there, other personalizations like the food. So you obviously have some weddings where there's certain food trucks provided, and other packages where there's catering provided. Are there menus and things like that that couples can still choose from?
1: Well, what the sort of. Well, no, because what it normally is, because some of the weddings are at one, like one hour, and some of them are two hours, some of them are three hours. So a one a one hour one is more or less like champagne and like some sort of you know liberally things, and then a two hour one we'll, we have we supply the alcohol and it's we use always local Yarra wines, wines, um, champagne, chilled juice and water, and we have um, grazing tables, which we're changing up a little bit because of COVID, but. So we have really beautiful um, grazing tables with really nice cheeses and meats and breads, and and then from there, if you go to a three-hour wedding, you'll have a grazing table, but then you might have finger food as well, Mm -hmm. which is a different one. There's so many different packages, and then we have yeah, I know it's confusing. It's confusing for me. And then we have the food truck, yeah. And then we also because we've just um, partnered with a winery in Yarra Junction as well, beautiful wine which I'm really looking forward to. And that will be a food truck. With, with that one, it's four hours and you can have tapas. There's always a grazing table every time. And then tapas, or you can have a food truck. Yeah. Right. And, and obviously we serve her, those wines there. You know, the winemaker's gonna serve it to them.
0: Yeah, wedding, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's so many so, things, yeah, like you said, it can get a bit confusing, but at the same time, it makes me really excited that even though it's called a pop-up wedding, you've got so many options there. there there's still a lot that um, to choose from. There's, it would suit yeah, any there couple. Is. There's a lot yeah. to
1: choose from. I mean, it is a pop-up wedding and really the only thing pop-up about it is we set it up that day and pull it down that night. In between, it's just a normal wedding that you would have anywhere else, except it's a lot cheaper and and a lot there's more of a a chilled vibe about it you know it's very intimate and yeah they they really are beautiful weddings they're really nice yeah
0: yeah like although it might be a fair bit cheaper i think that it seems to sound like that only is really because you've got your set lists of suppliers you know you've got your five venues you've got your your five celebrants and you've got this many caterers and, and stuff. And so they sort of know, okay, these colours, this season, this season for food or this type of food, and you can sort of just pick quite quickly. So, yes. yeah. yeah, like, and eliminating that stress, obviously, for the couple seems to be the, the hugest takeaway here, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, and and they, uh, what I really love about it is, that it, and I find that a lot of them, even though it might be a cheaper wedding, because it is cheaper, they'll turn up in Lamborghini, Lamborghinis and they'll have these beautiful dresses on because they've been able to think, oh, well, you know, I can, you know, spend a little bit more on my dress because of this. And so, you know, it's good all around, but it's a sort of wedding, some of them, that you could actually wear jeans if you wanted to, or you could be dressed like a, you know, a million dollar baby. It doesn't really matter. You fit in every time. And we have, you know, awesome photographers as well, obviously, you know photographers
0: so oh, there's so many amazing ones particularly around the yarra valley you can't really go wrong to be honest it's yeah. No. <laughs> yeah
1: they have a photographer there the whole time as well so and depending on which package a shorter one you know they'll get 30 high-res shots um and not the 30 30 of the best ones and then some people are just happy with that and that's enough and if not, then I don't have anything to do with it anymore. I just pass them on to the photographer and they deal with them after that. So Okay, you know, so they can approach the
0: photographer to ask for more yeah. images. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when I give them the link or whatever to their images, then I'll give them the photographers information as well. So they can deal with them for more if they want to. Hmm.
0: Beautiful. With the um, videography, that would be an additional cost. Is that something you provide or is that something the couples would just provide on their own?
1: I can arrange it for them. I've got a couple, but, yeah, it's not part of the package, yeah. I've found that most people aren't really that, you know, it's not as popular as I thought it probably would be, but, yeah, but I can arrange it if that's something they want.
0: Yeah, I kind of, like in my mind, if I'm thinking about the type of couple that are coming to you for a pop-up wedding, it's probably not necessarily the type of couple that are concerned about all the bells and whistles, which unfortunately no. may not include videography. Yeah,
1: I've had, I think, a couple, and one was the couple from New Zealand, and actually that was a really beautiful, oh, and I can also custom make package as well, for example, this couple from New Zealand, it was just those two. The two small children and his parents. That's all that was at the wedding. And they video. They had a videographer, obviously, because they wanted to show everybody when they got back to New Zealand. But with that one, we had a beautiful ceremony under this big oak tree. And then I had a dining table with all white linen on it and crystal glasses and champagne. And they had a beautiful three-course meal. Wow. Together. Yeah, it, was be- it was really beautiful. Really beautiful wedding.
0: Yeah. So just because it was a small, intimate occasion doesn't mean that they couldn't go all out in other areas.
1: Yeah. So I'll often, you know, change things up to suit somebody sometime, you know, I've got all my packages, but I can also go outside of that area as well.
0: Yeah. Do you find that part of the appeal as well is that element of surprise? Like for me personally, like I'm, I'm already married, but I'm, the more I'm talking to you, the more I'm loving this idea that there's a certain element mm-hmm. of surprise that I'm going to yeah. rock up at this event. And, yeah, it's my event, but I don't know everything that's going on
1: my really. favourite part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing their face when they come in. I hate it if they come in, really, because I think, no, you, I don't want you to come till it's finished because, you know, you're going to be blown away when you get here, and they always are, and lo- I love that's the favourite part.
0: Yeah, you know, it just sounds like it. that would be so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. And um, always, always, it's better than they thought. Every time, it, you know, we've like exceeded what they thought was going to happen. So that's really nice as well. I love that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean that that's the best kind of feedback you can get, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So really
0: yeah. And how how long have you guys been doing it now?
1: Um, well, actual weddings, we've been doing about three years. So for about, I would say 18 months before that, I thought of what I wanted to do. And then I set up a, you know, I got everything in, in order. And then before I launched, yeah. And then after I'd, I'd launched it, I think maybe, it's always hard to get the first one because you haven't done it before. I think maybe after that, maybe in two months I had one and then it, it's you know it's sort of getting bigger and bigger and just before COVID it was like really really exploding you know I thought oh I can not do any other work and just do this yeah (laughs) I guess because obviously I had to get all my um other professionals to work with and before I launched it as well so it was it was a lot of work and it took a lot of time but I wanted to do it properly before, you know, I went out there pretty much. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: I guess it's hard to offer a couple of, a package pop-up wedding if you don't have a package.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, I started one, with one package. I had one package I started with and then it, it grew from there pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense though because at first when you hear the concept of a pop-up wedding, you assume there's only going to be one package. So. Yeah it makes sense that that's how you started, but it's awesome that you've grown with the the different requirements that you've heard and that you've got a few different options now that you can offer. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It's really good because obviously you just get that from the feedback that you get and what couples say and you think, Oh yeah, I, yeah, I could do that. Or yeah, I should do that. Or when I originally first started, I thought I was just going to do weddings for 20 people, you know, and that was it. And I quickly realized n- no there are really hardly any weddings for 20 people ever you know I've had a few and I've had a few for less but it's always more and the guest list pretty much always gets bigger before the actual wedding yeah yeah so I quickly realized that was a delusion yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured stuff
0: yeah yeah although you might be seeing a few of those like towards the end of this year and early next year you might get a few if more
1: i would get more very yeah no it didn't happen but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i still have what a 20 a 20 guest wedding venue which is absolutely stunning
0: so when a couple wants to approach you what's some of the information that you'll need to know from them before you can get started on planning their pop-up
1: wedding Pretty much, not that much.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) The main thing I want to know is if they've got, you know, a do or die date, like I have to get married on December the 12th, let's say, because then straight away I can say, sorry, you know, I can or I can't help you. But in my booking inquiry form, it does ask for a date, but I realise that people just put any date because you've got to put a date, you know? So if it's a date that can be changed around, Um, and if it fits into my packages, like sometimes I might put a big paragraph underneath about things that I don't do, you know, that they're better off to to a a big wedding venue. So I'll just more or less tell them that, that, you know, I'm not suitable for them, but there's not many like that. So pretty much just the date and roughly how many guests I think they might want. That's about it.
0: Yeah. And then you can just build from that.
1: Yeah, and then I'll meet them in person and then and then that's when we can, you know, really go through everything and go from there.
0: Yeah, and you cover things as well like colour scheme and whether or not they've got any allergies or, you know, dietary yeah, we, requirements and things yeah, like that.
1: Yeah. We do all dietary requirements. And what we do with the flowers is you can... I use a local florist in Mumboldt, Lakeside Flowers. So you can either have Australian natives some sites are suited more to natives but you know people can choose and or you know just fresh seasonal flowers so it's what's in season right then that's how we keep the price down but they're stunning but then they can for example pretend their bridesmaids are wearing green dress or not green that's not a good example pink dresses well they can have a colour in that bouquet to match so you know they can pick a colour pop in the bouquet and and the flowers will match the buttonhole and the any decorating flowers and the wedding cakes, which I get local as well, are decorated with flowers that match as well. So it's all, you know, a theme of what the, yeah, it, it looks really nice.
0: Yeah. And with the bigger packages, the ones that are going for, say, five hours, um, entertainment, MC, all of that's covered as well?
1: Well no we do supply all the music so the couple obviously choose their own music for walking up the aisle you know signing the certificate walking back down the aisle uh then and we do it all via bluetooth speakers although we do have a pa for the celebrant if needed um and then after that we will provide a playlist for background music or they can give us a playlist whatever and we'll do that as well so that don't have to worry about that. In In one of my venues, the country-state venue, that sound system is absolutely awesome. And some people have, like, little live duos or something, and they arrange that themselves, yeah. But whatever they want to do, we can fit into the theme of it. But most are happy with the music that we provide.
0: Yeah, yeah. And for couples who come to you and have no idea what they want, so that might be one of the reasons that they're looking into pop-up weddings. We've got no idea what we want. We don't know how to plan a wedding and we're just not sure that we can cope with all of that because it can be quite overwhelming. How do you help them figure that out? How do you what Do you have like a process that you go through to help couples identify which venues would be best, which package would be best, things like that?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. And mainly I do. Often I'll meet somebody who's, you know, got their heart set on Wandering Gardens, let's just pretend. And when I get there, I think, oh, I actually think they'd really like this other venue better. You know, once you meet people that you understand. So if I think that, then I'll offer them, you know, I've taken some people to four of the venues. So if their numbers fit into it and if I think it's something that they like, I've taken them. the garden, is obviously a beautiful garden. So I might be somewhere else and they'll go, Oh, where, where are the flowers in this one? I'll go, well, this sort of isn't. I think I've got one you really like, and then I'll, you know, I'll take them there. So it, it's, I spend a lot of time with them and explaining everything and showing yeah. them. And yeah. That's so beautiful. a lot of, yeah. So it's really good. So I've yeah. got a really good relationship with them before the actual wedding yeah yeah, of course speak a lot yeah yeah
0: Yeah, and are you around on the wedding days like as the on the day coordinator as well yeah
1: Yeah. I'm not the celebrant yeah normally I'm the only one I am I used to be the celebrant in in the beginning but it was just too hard so um, I am the celebrant at my 20 person one the that one, but I'm thinking of not even being a celebrant now. They'll really love being a celebrant, but I love more all the other stuff. And you can't really marry someone and then pour them a wine afterwards. It's just, you know, it's yeah. not a good look.
0: No. So, <laughs>
1: no. so I'm there on the day, pretty much. I'm there the whole time doing, you know, when the couple are there as well, they don't have to worry about, oh, what do we do next? Because I will tell them every st- every step they don't have to remember anything they get told so
0: yeah and so you're their face from the moment that they decide they want to come to you to book their pop-up wedding right through to the actual big day so that's great they've got that consistency and familiarity there
1: Hmm. so they don't have to worry about oh no we've got to cut the cake or because we will just arrange all that and say oh hang on come on we've got it you know so they don't even have to worry about that
0: yeah, it's getting me thinking as well because obviously thinking of the logistics and, yeah, the the schedule for the day and how things work mm. for the evening, in the evening, like as my brain's ticking over as you're talking and I'm no, thinking. Yeah. yeah, like it, it is. really is a seamless process because you're working with the same suppliers on a very regular basis. It you become such yeah. a tight-knit, strong team so you know each other's cues so and you, you know how the package works.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It really is. Um, it's it's like a dance. It's yeah. To explain. Yeah, it's really, it's really impressive. I'm, I mean, I'm impressed with myself. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should be by the sound of it. I mean, you know, for our couples that obviously haven't planned a wedding before, this is your first time getting married, and you know, you mm-hmm. may not have even been to a lot of weddings. Generally, you know, coming from the perspective of the celebrant, I work with different people at every wedding because every couple picks their own suppliers. Yeah. So every wedding's very, very yeah. different. So every wedding yeah. we I now have a new team of people that I need to learn to work with very, very quickly. Whereas these pop-up yes. weddings, this is a pretty seamless team. They've probably all worked together quite a bit. It's a very different
1: experience. They love it because I do all the music everything. They just like turn up, do their ceremony and they they you know, they leave the scene pretty much because I do all. If they need a PA, I've got it there for them. So it's a, it's a nice, you know, comfortable job for them, and that means they can spend even more time, you know, with the couple as well. So it's it's really good. It's good for everybody who's in the team. You yeah. Know, it's good for the celebrants, the locals where I buy buy my things from. So yeah, yeah. It's a really nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a great experience when you know the photographer you've worked with them before, you know the venue you've worked with them before, you know, the coordinator, the planner, the stylist. Like if you're familiar with these people and you've worked together before, it just makes for an easier experience, a more seamless experience, and you're providing that to each and every one of your couples straight off the bat.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's really good. Yeah. And all the people that play a part on the day really enjoy it as well because... It's um, it's not as stressful for them either, because it's all planned, you know. So, it it's good for everyone and the couple.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Everyone no, enjoys it. it.
0: Yeah, I'm loving yeah. it. I did want to ask: Do you have, if you if you have one, an example of one of the best weddings that you've done, or even examples of elements that you think can make for the best wedding for our couples?
1: Well, I. I, I don't, I do have a best wedding, but I, what I really have is best parts of weddings. I love some weddings just stay with me just because of some of the parts of them. Like some vows people might say are just stunning or a bride had a real dad, no, her natural dad and her stepfather walk her down the aisle. Um, those sorts of things like to me make a really, I have lots of great parts. I had a lady whose husband had her sorry, her dad had passed away recently, so her terminally ill mother walked her down the aisle. And the song that she chose, unbeknownst to her, was the same song her mother walked down the aisle to oh. with her. Oh, Stop I know it.
0: that hit me in the I feels know. real quick.
1: <laughs> I know it was, it was just. Oh my god! And oh. Just the Lots of weddings like that. I think I just, yeah. that's what sticks with me, yeah. So the personalization. Have a, yes. And because I know them well, oh, it just gets you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I like. But my favourite wedding, I think, was a couple from Spain who booked from Spain. Wow. At my country estate venue, which is kind of like a little western town. And it's like a little Western town and they saw the venue a week before, and I think they were living in Spain and all their family live here, except for the groom's mom. And I think the family were just so happy, you know, that they were all together. It was the most happiest wedding ever on earth. It was, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And yeah, I just think I personally, obviously, cause I, do pop-up weddings I do feel that a smaller wedding is in my mind a nicer wedding okay yeah yeah so I never really what I could say had a worse wedding ever yeah I've had worse (laughs) weddings but not worse
0: (laughs) yeah well that was going to be my next question on the flip side of the coin if you don't have a worst wedding but do you have in your experience have you seen things that tend to always be damaging to a wedding or things that you can advise your couples to avoid
1: not really I think the worst thing I I find with a a time limited wedding is coming very late if you're the bride because I just think you're chewing into your time you know (laughs) be 10 minutes late or something but I've had some come like an hour or something late and to me yeah I just think that's too late, but um, well, can't
0: be fun for guests either. Sitting there waiting,
1: no, oh um, no. But that particular wedding, actually, they thought they were at an engagement party, so it was a bit oh. different. Okay, yeah. So that was like a a surprise wedding for the guests. It's actually yeah. really awesome. Yeah, I planned it. That that was my worst weather wedding. It did not stop raining for not even <sighs> a second. Oh no. <laughs> and why I'm. Um, particularly was upset about the hour wait was I was standing in the driveway under an umbrella for an hour waiting (laughs) but um but it wasn't the bride's fault the bride got lost but um they didn't know they were getting married till she and she had a limousine she could drive in that venue you could drive right up to the aisle and um so what we did is as we knew she was coming we started playing really loud that old "Here Comes the Bride," you know "Here Comes the Bride," you know the old wedding song, and straight away everyone's like, "Oh my God, they're getting married!" Yeah, yeah so it was awesome. <laughs> and then we got that nice music, and then yeah, well, it was a really nice wedding, but it was very wet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I've been to a couple of surprise weddings myself as a guest where yeah, we all thought we were attending an engagement party or even yeah. a birthday party, I think, on one occasion. Um, and they make for really, yeah. really fun events. That's a Yeah, of- it
1: was really good. It was a really good wedding. I just felt sorry for them with the weather. But it was all undercover. It's still so nice if it's not raining all the time.
0: Of course. And I guess we should talk about your tips and and pros and cons of the different types of packages and the different styles of weddings so do you have any like key tips that you tend to give most of your couples for how they can plan the best wedding for them
1: well I guess because I'm planning it I yeah so it's sort of a little bit different I get a vibe off them of what I you know you know what I think it is that they're after because I speak to them a lot and then we, we go from there but I don't No, I often, obviously, as a celebrant, you would too. You you have tips of how they can include other people in this, you know, in in their wedding. Because most people, well, you know, when you're a a celebrant, they usually go, I just want a short ceremony. You know, I don't want, you know, I don't want anything. And then when you start talking, they're like, oh, yeah, hang on. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh, yeah, I'd like to do that. Yeah. So I guess it's the same sort of thing with, but it's the wedding, not the, you know, the whole event. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, you've got to obviously, you know, make suggestions and you know, just do the best that you can for them and hope, you know, hope that that's what what they will enjoy the most and it usually always is. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really have any tips because it's hard because I'm actually doing it for them. Yeah. Yeah. I always think you should just go with your, you know, your gut feeling really.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know. You know who feels right for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same with a venue a celebrant a photographer a florist whatever you know you know what you feel comfortable with so if you don't want any stress and you feel like a pop-up wedding you meet the person you know and then you think oh hang on no, no i don't really trust it and well then don't do that then do something yeah. else so, yeah. yeah you've just <laughs> got to do what you feel you feel good with
0: yeah absolutely as a, yeah yeah well, I think that's pretty much all of my main questions for you, Jenny. Hmm. Do you have anything else that you wanted to cover or anything that you'd like to talk about?
1: I don't think I can think of anything, no. I think we've probably covered everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so much of it <laughs> is going to come down to your meeting with the couples anyway, isn't it, and really going from there. So. Well,
1: that's virtually what it is. Um, you know, you get... Usually it's an email inquiry, and you answer that with packages and prices, and then you just go from there. So some some are interested, and some aren't. And if they are, I meet them, and then we just go from there. So,
0: how have you mixed it up or changed things up with your grazing tables to make them COVID friendly?
1: Well, it's kind of odd because I started changing it up before COVID came. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's weird um, because. A typical grazing table obviously is, you know, I mean, mine, if I say so myself, they do look good, but they'd all be, you know, you know, like, you know, everything everywhere. And a few months before COVID, I started thinking, you know what, I'm not keen on all this food touching everything and people, you know, and I started um, making them in collapsible wooden boxes and having them all separate and pulling them out at the last minute because if you make a grazing table, you can't do it in 10 seconds. You know, it's a a time consuming job. So I've worked on a method where it it could be quickly, it could all be chilled to the last second. And even just after the ceremony, it could all just be put out in um, different touch free, still looks awesome. Um, So I sort of already was half a little bit towards COVID anyway. And I've just, and I'd see I love visual stuff like that. So I have fun planning all different little things that, you know, I'm going to do like little things with vegetables, stick it, you know, just all that sort of stuff. Single touch and I've bought, I probably won't be able to use my bone handle cutlery anymore because, you know, the touching thing. So I've got these, you know, brown wooden pouches with your own little bamboo tongs in them and, you know, wooden cutlery and, you know, All that that sort of stuff, you know, to make it, you know, no cross-contamination at all, yeah. Yeah,
0: so you're already thinking about cross-contamination and infection control and things like that before COVID happened,
1: yeah. Yeah, (laughs) which is (laughs) weird, yeah.
0: Yeah, it worked out well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I'll just elaborate a bit more on that theme that I had and, yeah, it'll be good. But a couple of the weddings that i do rather than a grazing table i have like little picnic individual picnic pack things which is pretty cute yeah so
0: i love the sound of that yeah. individual picnic packs that's adorable
1: yeah it's so cute. yeah yeah i really like that so that's obviously easy there's no cross contamination there but you know you can't do that for 100 people you'd be you know a lot of picnic packs.
0: yeah <laughs> it's so good that you have so many packages that can suit all different levels of COVID restrictions, yeah. different budgets, yes. different yeah. guest numbers. Yeah. You can pretty much cater to just about wherever, wherever we're going to be at with COVID as well as everything yes. else that couples are considering.
1: Yeah. Which is, which is, yeah, it's good.
0: And for couples that do want to find you, how can they find you?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I've got obviously a website, uh, Yarra Valley pop up uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. So, yeah, you Google Yarra Valley pop up weddings, I'll be there in two seconds. Lovely. Yeah, and I, yeah, I look forward to meeting new couples and marrying new couples. Can't wait. Well,
0: thank you so much, Jenny. I really do appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and for educating all of our couples on pop up weddings.
1: good. I hope they're interested. And, yeah, if you are, just get in contact and we'll go check out some venues together and
0: go from there. Absolutely. All Well, you take care, Jenny.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Heidi.
0: As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.